write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know That was Great Sounds of Watts with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself Prestige with my partner in crime Long Island raised Elm City made E-Z Blues is in the building Easy Blues you are better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? Let's jump in that way back machine, okay? Let's let us take you to right up the road. Literally a couple blocks from my house right now, there is a place filled with concrete where you can hear wheels hitting the ground, going up, slamming into trucks, hitting the pavement. You can watch people do kickflips and you can watch bonds fully form. That is where this person got his start. Built in New Haven and the evolution from skater to rapper to entrepreneur to podcaster continues to grow and grow and grow. This is a man that was might have been known as an Ali, also known as a skateboard trick itself, and now has grown into his true form, his true self, Daquan, put your hands together. Not if you're driving. Keep your, if you're driving, you keep your hands at 10 and 2 because we don't need any accidents. But mentally, put your hands together for the skateboarder, for the hip-hop artist, for the entrepreneur, for the podcaster, Daquan. What's going on, brother? How you been? Ooh, what up, man? What's good? <laughs> Just yeah. to clarify, I was skateboarding for like one year. You know what one I mean? One year? Yeah. Okay. I was- thank you for clarifying (laughs) thank you for the introduction i appreciate it yeah no problem man thank you for everything you do man because you are a new haven staple if, if we're being honest and and we love to tell those stories about the people that came from here and can you continue to stay here and kick back to here uh, that is such an important part of your journey. But the other really important part of the journey is how you've consistently evolved and rebranded. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, was that something that you actively looked at or were you just like, it's time for a change? Uh, it's more of like an actively looking at thing because I'm noticing that as I change lanes or like pick up new skills, I'm just learning new things that help me with the stuff that I've been doing already. Mm-hmm. I mean, so like, say i'm getting into gaming tournaments now and um, mm-hmm. i'm heavy in the gaming community for this new game called multiverses and i'm just feeling a lot of the more communal vibes and uh, people working together and people helping each other learn new things about new characters and it made me realize how much of that is missing in the music industry in connecticut mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm going to go back into music with a whole different mindset now that i know what's missing and what it needs. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I love how you brought that up because, you know, I, I do feel the same that there is a, a feeling of community that isn't really there right now um, in the, the Connecticut and the New Haven music scene. It starts to bubble up a little bit every once in a while, um, but you truly do get that. And also when you jo- jump from genre to genre to genre, um, you know, there's actually a little bit more community for outsiders in hip hop, like if you bring a uh, um, a rock band onto a hip hop bill, the hip hop community is going to surround them and love them forever, ever. But if you yeah. bring a hip hop artist on there, there becomes a competition. Um, and I love that you're you're coming from this new perspective out of dealing with game comp, gaming competitions because that is literally a competition, and you find family in that. So yeah. how do you plan to bring that arc into uh, New ha- uh, New Haven and Connecticut hip hop? Maybe for people to realize that it's not so much uh, one versus another in the music industry. It's just more so you versus yourself and, you know what I mean, trying to become the best that you can. You know what I mean? Sharpening your own steel by being around other people. That's just as good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that might be the best bet, but otherwise it's going to be really hard. It's, it's going to be a lot of hard work. It's true. How strong is the Twitch community? Because I've been seeing it for like the past couple of years. And I think it really boosted up, especially during the pandemic, since everyone was at their house. But um, like how really connected 
is this group, this whole social media platform? Because I see all these celebrities and all and all these trendsetters and influencers on it now, and they're just vibing out, playing games, having a great time. Just tell me about that impact, uh, just about your life. Yeah, so Twitch is like, the funny thing is like, you're not going to really find many random people that just come from Twitch to just come to your, your channel at the mm -hmm. time. Absolutely. Uh, Twitch, you usually have to bring people from your own fan base, your own friends. Like, say you go on Facebook, make a post, say I'm about to go on Twitch. All those people have to follow you on Twitch. Mm -hmm. Twitch doesn't give you viewers because you already have four. You know what I mean? It's not going to be mm -hmm. people just randomly scrolling in the Explore page and clicking your name that much. Right. So it, it kind of makes it more valid when people are actually in your views, right? Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Say versus Instagram live. If you go on live on Instagram, people usually aren't having whole conversations with you. People right. aren't uh, talking about what you're doing in the live. You know what I mean? It's just like a "Hey, what's up?" and then they stop talking to you live, or they might oh, even. Okay. Leave. But Twitch, they'll sit with you for four hours and even like maybe yeah. play a game with you, might talk to you about your life, like really tell their whole life. Like I've gotten so many people from Twitch, really. And yeah, and this there's people that I never met in my life. You know what I mean? Or people uh -huh. that I met off of Twitter and gaming and we've gotten closer than I've gotten to more people that I met in person. You know what I mean? So, so it's, more, it, it's more interactive with the fans. Yeah, it's like the people that actually go to Twitch to look for people are more interactive than you know, like Instagram fans or TikTok fans. Like uh, Twitch fans gotcha. actually stick around and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They might actually spend money with you because you can get subscribers on Twitch. You can get um right. people to spend bits mm -hmm. on like emojis and you know I mean all types of things. It's just a lot more interactive and a lot more connected between the fan and the viewer. And That's have awful. you been embarrassing a lot of people in multiverses? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Every now and again, I have somebody tweet about how how horrible. <laughs> Well, see, and for for the older listener that that has no idea what we're talking about as for like yeah. gaming and, and and Twitch and all that kind of stuff, there is a whole new market out there, and there's a whole new real world out there of people who are actively watching other people play video games and different things like that. And for that old person that's about to complain and jump in the comment section, I'm gonna tell you this much right now: um, you watch football, right? Yeah. Same thing. Same Game exact concept. Really Same exact concept. So. Let, let, let's give credit where credit is due. And I love the fact that it is this brand new market. I remember when, when you know, my oldest was a little bit younger and their cousin started to break into it um, and then actually started to kind of finance their family with it. Uh, and, and you can understand where it's going. And, and I think with the, the birth of Twitch, you actually have a lot more opportunities there to not just play video games. I've seen people on Twitch you like what they do on TikTok Live and just cook for like two and a half hours or three hours, you know. Um, and also for those that, again, to restate, I can jump on Instagram Live right now. And because of the algorithm, you know, different people are going to show up in there. But with Twitch, you need to invite them. They need to, to be there. So they're going to engage with you more. And you mentioned the subscription thing. Um, it's very similar to uh, where they can invest and they can just see your content. Do you also use Discord? I do use Discord, but I only really use it for voice chat. So, like, if I have to communicate with a tournament operator. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Discord, I'm still, like, kind of getting used to. I know that you can create your own community on Discord and stuff like that, but I mm -hmm. haven't really put the effort into figuring out how to do that. Right. Yeah. It might actually help me a little bit, but I don't know. I just never really looked to I've always, well, I've just noticed that a lot of people that, that um, are using um, uh, Twitch wind up using Discord to tell everybody, you know, that's the community, hey, we're all going to be on tonight, and I can talk to you in the Twitch, or I can talk to you in the Discord, and we can then br uh, branch that gap, but it does seem super complicated, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you're spending your time right now kicking everyone's butt in, uh, in multiverse, so that really is... Or as P said, embarrassing, embarrassing folks. It's probably actually less effort than I would think. It's just right. the fact that I don't know too many people personally with Discord. Mm -hmm. But right. just like with Twitch, I'll probably just find people on the internet that are on Discord and are willing to join. So, I mean, I got to stop worrying about the, the local scene. You know what I mean? And just kind of start right. building and they'll come. Right.
Speaking of a local scene, um, you've done a great job, especially when it comes to breaking uh, new people in Connecticut, because um, there's just uh, one person who like who was singing in your Instagram videos. I think his name was like Negan. Mm, I believe. Yeah, yeah, him. I'm sorry. I, I mispronounced his name, but it, he's so talented. I didn't I could not even think he's from Connecticut. Oh, yeah. Negan's from Newark. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy to mm -hmm. me. And just how you just I actually you think just... he moved into Connecticut like later in his life. He might have been originally from like Oregon or something like that. Cause that's where I originally met him. Okay. Like Instagram, he was like in a whole nother state and was dancing to the demo. And then he moved to Connecticut like in 2018 right. or something like that. Wow. Off that... the top of my head, I don't remember if he's originally from Connecticut or not. But amazing artists like Deegan. I, I love him. we got a couple songs together that I still haven't released. And um you know what I mean? He sings, he makes his own beats, he does his own videos sometimes too. He's just like me, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. From another mother. <laughs> Two opposite ends of the same cloth. I totally get it. <laughs> I totally get it. But one thing um that really did uh captivate my eye, uh, Daquan, is um you go to parties and you only play Connecticut hip hop. Yes, sir. And the way you deliver it is a great approach and can you just like tell or just our audience just how do you break all these artists who are mainly unknown to a lot of people especially when it comes to a younger crowd because they come for like the chris browns they come for the beyonce's they come for those real established names that they want to party and dance to how do you break out that great music from our state and just reintroduce it to more people within connecticut I just, I've been bold with just playing stuff and yeah. like realizing that people just listen. You know what I mean? Most mm -hmm. DJs just don't know that people want to hear new music. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like just because people stop moving or they seem like they're not singing along with a song doesn't mean they don't want to hear the song. It's just a new song. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how people react sometimes. But breaking new music has been like top tier for me because mm -hmm. I'll have other artists in the room and they'll be like, yo, who's this? And be like, oh, he's from Connecticut. And then they'll look about ASAP and be bumping <laughs> from the rest of the time. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. I think most people just have two too smaller perspectives sometimes when it comes to realizing that local music is the same as mainstream music. It's no mm -hmm. difference. It's, it's literally no difference. I agree. I agree. And do you feel... Um, right now in 2022, there's a little more support and a little more unity when it comes to independent artists in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, especially in Connecticut. Right. I feel like Connecticut is on a, a upward trend, and mm -hmm. it can really be great. I feel like people like Samarfo and uh, Was I on Key and Sholi are really doing a really good job of keeping the city, well, not the city, the state in general, in good mm -hmm. eyes. Like shoulders on bars on ninety five. Samarfo is just like on the radio like crazy right now, and he's mm -hmm. uh, adapting a lot of the Jersey sound and making it so that everybody's paying attention to Connecticut because of the Jersey sound. You know, what I mean, you know how when Atlanta was popping, everybody was making that Atlanta sound, and wherever yeah. you're from, you make that sound, you're gonna get a little pop. You know, what I mean, so Connecticut has that going on with the Jersey too, and it is perfect because it, it works out with the dumbing out and the dance that we do out here. So I feel like. Mm -hmm. In the next year or so, as that gap gets smaller and smaller, Connecticut's kind of slow. Now, you said dumbing out. Um, that was really a breakthrough in your career. Uh, to the average Joe, what is dumbing out? And how did that become really successful for you? Dumbing out is the culture of Connecticut. It started at Hartford. Um, it, it was born from, like, gang dances. Uh, people have died over this dance. People have gotten beat up over this dance. Oh, wow. But we've gotten to a point where everybody can do it. The kids can dance and just have fun with it. And it's it's going to be the thing that makes the music industry uh, pop in Connecticut. Because right. every single pop in industry, like New York, Atlanta, Cali, has a dance behind it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Sneeze, Atlanta has the, the hit the folks and all the shit. They have like five different dances, actually. Um, right. New York is getting light, <laughs> getting sturdy. You know what I mean? And now Connecticut can actually get into that that group of main uh, culture centers that have dances. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's super important too for for all those that that you know don't really know. You have the Sea Walk, and that you just saw the the lead singer from Paramore. 
do it at her concert. Oh, she's know? doing a good so, she, Yeah, she was going in too, and she was really good at it. I was like, oh, it's really awesome. And, but then she started talking about, you know, she where she grew up. It was, uh, her across the street neighbor was really good at it and taught her how to do it. And she came up through the culture. So it wasn't like it was an appropriation aspect of it. She was just having a good time and bringing that forward. So when you can have that, and, and it is a true representation of where you come from, it's a beautiful thing to do. So I am totally down for that type of explosion. You're not going to see me do it because I just like to jump off things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's, that, that's me. Uh, <laughs> I hope you don't hope you don't break anything in your bodies when you jump off of things. Thank God. <laughs> but the, um, for your song, uh, the, for for the dumbing out thing, I mean that was that was really big. Um, I know you filmed in a different location, especially in downtown New Haven. Was that your first music video sh- that you shot by yourself? No, it's not. It's, no, not. it's not. Okay. And actually, I, that was like the first music video I had somebody hold the camera for me. Like, usually I was mm. camera on a tripod or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, just trying to do as much of it myself. But yeah. I had a friend right. just pretty much record that whole thing. And I just did all the editing to let him handle it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have two music videos, I think, that came before that. One was 6 p.m. Okay. And that was like the first music video I had that hit like a thousand views. and. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely set my name in the New Haven scene, like mm-hmm. as small as it is, but it made me who I was. And then um, another music video after that was like, actually, I did like two or three music videos on Facebook that okay. were like mm-hmm. style videos, but those were for very lackluster, not that important. Dummy was definitely the one that put me on to the next level and made me established. Did you ever think you'll get the reaction it did? No, not at all. Like yeah. I definitely planned for it to be a popping song because I wanted the mm-hmm. dance to go behind it and and everything blow up after that, but I, I had no idea it was actually gonna do it. You know what I mean? When I so so I'm gonna just start from the beginning. When I yeah, go song, ahead, go ahead. It's because the dance was was popping like that whole whole year. Mm-hmm. Like 2017, the beginning of 2017, it was a Twitter challenge going around. Mm-hmm. And right. from the colleges in Connecticut were really the main people doing the dance. And eventually, it got so prominent to me that I was I'm going to make a song to it because nobody else is doing it. Everybody's doing the dance to New York songs. Everybody's doing the dance to anything. I made a Connecticut song for it. And it took a good half a year for the song to pop. I dropped the song in February. It didn't pop until like maybe all September mm-hmm. area. And it was because a DJ just picked it up and started playing it in songs and people just started doing challenges to it. It's before TikTok. Mm-hmm. So Triller was popping. Mm-hmm. And right. It just snowballed. You know what I mean? I think it was DJ mm-hmm. Lowe that picked it up first. Mm-hmm. And after that, like schools wanted me to perform there. I had radio shows. <laughs> As, well, as no, we... that... go ahead easy i'm sorry um no that, that that's one of the, the most incredible things and one of the, the pieces of wisdom i hope younger artists are listening to right now um be patient you could yeah. drop a song and it not pick up for two three weeks there, there's the story um there was there was a gentleman in the, in the 70s um and there was a whole documentary about it now i can't remember his name but um you know he he released a record and then he wound up like disappearing off the face of the earth. While they found him like in a homeless uh, encampment in Detroit, not realizing that over in Southeast Asia, you know, he had he was considered one of the best recording artists of all times. Yeah. Uh, you know, so be patient and understand that it's you're not playing quick moves checkers. When you're in the music industry, it is chess, and when you're in the entertainment industry. You never know exactly what's going to take off. You just kind of have to put the best quality stuff out there. And like for the radio show that we're on right now, the quality stuff that is in the PG level, I know we're having a great (laughs) conversation, but some words are starting to fly out that are going to get us canceled and not like, you know, Chris Brown canceled, but like no longer have a radio show canceled. So. 
on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Daquan is with us telling about the success of the dummy song. How good did it feel to perform at your high school, Wilbur Cross? Yo, that felt amazing. I, I performed at Wilbur Cross, Hill House, and yeah. Career. I think Hill House was my favorite. Hill House, House was your favorite, the rival I did school. Field House, bro. I did the field. <laughs> the I did the person on the stands come out and we was all dumbing out, bro. Like I still got mm-hmm. it was amazing. Um, Cross was fun. You know what I mean? Because of course I got paid for it. And right. I mean, this kid that knew me already. Uh, career was awesome too because like I danced in the cafeteria with like a bunch of the kids and we just taught everybody how to do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's really great to have a connection with the young kids, man. It really is. Yeah. Definitely, it's a really good fit, meaning. Yeah, it's a really good meaningful feeling. If I can barely speak, mm-hmm. um, one of your mentors, uh, Frank E. Brady. How great was a person was he to you, bro? He was one of the the main parts of all of this happening. You know, what I mean, he awesome. was the one that was making, making sure I got booked at the schools, um, and even before Dummy, like when I was mm-hmm. in college, he gave me a job at at the Future Project as like a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing videos for them and stuff like that, so I really established myself amongst the community in general through you know i mean a lot of the help that he gave me right yeah yeah big shout out to frank brady and you hope and you hope to do that to uh you know future people down the line and and i and i see you doing that just within the videos and just promoting and just with the instagram live um one thing that's really creative about you uh daquan is just the videos that you uh, just bring out uh, to the public, not just for yourself, but for other artists. Um, who are your inspirations? Uh, I'll start locally. I'll say my local inspirations are like people like Tone B, uh, Ty Henney, right? Um, Sholi definitely uh, was I on key. Like great inspirations for me because they've been confident in the stuff that they've been putting out forever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I love their stuff. Uh, other than that, my other motivations might be like Lil Wayne, uh, Drake. I don't know. It, my, my my motivations are very slim because I try to be influenced by a little bit of everything. So I, okay. I don't try right. to get into one person, one specific way of life. Mm-hmm. What were some of your favorite music videos you've done besides working on your own? for other artists what yeah, some just stood out to you because i know you did so many projects let's see i would say it's a leak bezzy video i did like right before i stopped shooting music video was forgot the name of it but it was a really clean video because i it was my first time using my um my dja ron and st- stabilizer and i was able to do some 360 shots it came out really nice Nice. Other than that, um, I did a video for a rapper named K-Lib. Uh, it was called Problem. I mm-hmm. had a 3D model in that video. And it was, like, the most difficult thing. I literally animated a raccoon in there and, like, had mm-hmm. it. Like, they almost ran it over in a car. I had it look like it was in a club. And it was it really expanded my mind. And it made me realize that I did not want to shoot music videos no more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easy. I see the light bulb on top of your head, man. What do you have to say? Well, no, first of all, it was a great video. And I, I did not actually know that you were you were the one that shot that. So uh, I, I remember seeing some of like the, the, the test footage of that and, uh, you know, get, people asking for my opinion. I was like, oh, this is fun, you know? So thank you for taking that swing. And also thank you for learning that, hey, there's just some things we just don't want to do. You know, it's great to know that you can have it in the clip, but never, ever, 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 ever want to use it again. Because, you know, it's, it's real and it's deep when it comes down to stuff like that. But, you know, as you're continuing to evolve and, you know, what is the next, business venture is going to look like for you you know i know we've already talked about your twitch we've already talked about you jumping into the gaming tournaments talked a little bit about your video directing talked about the hip-hop uh, career but you're also in this incredible branding aspect as well um for what some people might know is uh you've got this thing that you can put the good good in and you can feel great what is that and how did you get into that part of uh licensing 
Uh, so yeah, I mean, I've been moving the good, good stuff for a while. So it kind of just mm-hmm. makes sense where it's like, I, I've been trying to sell clothes. You know what I mean? I tried to mm-hmm. music, it. nobody's really reaching for it and grabbing it ASAP. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's take more time to build. But this, the papers, <laughs> the rolling papers. Nice. Yeah. I, mean, I sold my first thousand uh, within three months, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I need more now, but they went really good <laughs> in the stores. Uh, I sold them to stores like in Chicago, New York. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a store down the street that still has like the last box of available Namella papers right now. Oh, wow. That's what's up. That was named after your cat, right? No. So it's my last name backwards. Oh, okay. I and I, I've had that name, you. the name Namella. Like I always wanted to name my daughter Namella just because it sounded like a cute name and it was Ali Mom backwards. Yeah. So I got my cat. I named my cat after it. I named uh-huh. my brand after it. It's just a, one of my favorite names. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's creative. It really Thank is. You. I would never think about it. And just for the simple fact, it's your name. It's your last name backwards. It's just crazy to me because I would never come with the side of my head. Because but now that I've done all this, my yeah. girlfriend doesn't want me to name my daughter Namella because she's like, "You're gonna name it after a cat? You're gonna name it after papers?" Like, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Maybe you'll change your mind. Right. Maybe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it has to be an exhilarating feeling just to have your product at pretty much the most dominant smoke shop in Dixwell Avenue, though. Yeah, him the smoke shop. Man, yeah. And they loved it too. They, like they've been they bought the most boxes out of any store. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Th- yeah, that's a great feeling, bro. That's a great feeling. Ever trying to go outside New Haven just with the enamel mm-hmm. papers? Like Hartford? Yeah, I, have, I, have oh, I haven't been to Hartford. Um, okay. Actually, I've mostly been sending them in the mail. So I got Chicago, mm-hmm. this place called uh, 73rd Exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, And then a place called Exotic Snacks in NYC. Mm-hmm. I literally went to New York gave them the box in person. And then in Chicago, I, I'm Instagram them and sent them some shit through the mail. I sent some papers to some podcasts. I sent some to California, mm-hmm. to like some artists that I know out there. Uh, I was definitely sending them to a lot of artists. Um, right. But it's maybe about five stores in Connecticut that I did. And a lot of them really sold from like conventions, like uh, going mm, to... Right to expos and stuff like that and being at the tables and selling them in person go ahead easy yeah and and that's super super interesting and and super actually relevant to Mm. you know the way people are looking at business now business is no longer just do you have a storefront you know it's brick and mortar different types of uh things these are setting yourself up in different types of um, situations, different types of environments, whether it be a convention, whether it be a merch table, whether, mm-hmm. you know, it be, you know, advertising through this very show or a podcast or something like that. Not saying I would like to try your papers. I'm just saying papers are papers are papers. Um, and it's a wonderful thing. But, what, you know, as you continue to move forward, what is going to be that next step for you? You know, is this, you know, are you looking also to like, I don't know, Go to like the you know the uh, the Hartford goat people and or whatever they're called the Hartford yard goats yard goats and yes. uh, you know because now as we continue and, and legalization is starting to happen almost everywhere um, hopefully it will be federal within the next couple of uh, next year or so um, it's starting to open up these brand new acti- uh, opportunities um, you know is is that something that you're looking at are you looking at also branching into the legal market when it comes through what you know are, are you going to have your own strain I, I, inquiring minds want to know <laughs> uh so i want to do a little bit of everything my goal honestly is to, to kind of get away from the good good stuff but even though it's, mm-hmm. at the same time it's becoming legal so it might make yeah. more sense to go deeper into it but other than the papers i want to just go into general products um make more than just papers make like electronics or uh, mm-hmm. furniture you know what i mean i, right. I want to become a full-on entrepreneur but my my biggest goal is like if i don't ever get into making more products that are namella based my biggest goal is to just have an entertainment company and right. 
the products will probably just come after that. You know what I mean? If I can make a, my own movies, my own TV shows, my own video games, my own music, everything else, like as far as the merch and the papers and stuff like that, will make itself. Merch is a wonderful way to finance those dreams. I'm just going to put it out there. I mean, look at look at the, the incredible movie Spaceballs, where they literally have the whole thing, merchandising, merchandising, where the real money from the movie is made. Um, you know, it's, it's a great way to move forward. Um, and I love the fact that you're staying on top of the, the curve. Um, what are some of the steps that you are trying to take in building this entertainment empire? We're not going to say it's a company. I want to call it for what it is. I'm going to speak it into truth right now. You, sir, are building an entertainment empire. Yes, sir. WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Behind the brand, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime in Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Daquan is still with us on Behind the Brand. Go ahead, EZ. Well, you, you were actually just talking about how, you know, this the next evolution, you're starting off going into these these tournaments and these video game tournaments and using Twitch to help build that. Can you just flush that out a little bit more um, and talk about how that's going to benefit every other aspect? Yeah, so I have sort of a theory that, like, music is not as easy to get into if it's the first thing that you do. Mm. And... I have a great feeling that building this gaming industry, which is actually working really good for me, because uh, like the the Twitter community and multiverses, they they put me heavy. Like I'm followed by the game, one of the game developers. Um, I, I talk a lot with a lot of the popular players and pro players about ways that the games could get changed, and then certain things get changed after that. So mm -hmm. you know, it's been going great, and I feel like a lot of those people that I'm building connections with right now in the gaming industry are going to be my core fans when I get back into music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a, a vital key for a lot of people that want to get into the music industry is like get popular somewhere and then bring mm -hmm. it into music. Cause it'll make the music just so much easier to, to push. Right. Definitely. Well, Great advice. Yeah, that, that's extremely important, um, and, and I really like how, how you brought that out, because we are starting to see now with social media and different things like that, and you actually see mainstream taking over it more than anything else, and I've been calling out um, uh, independent artists to try to use these gifts that we have on social media so much more, using these type of things. You know, you, you were, used to be able to do that, you know, whether it be through an interview you know, or through what we're doing right here on, on a radio show, you know, where you would have those avenues. But you've always seen throughout kind of history, these people being, you know, multi-hitters. You know, Jamie Foxx, phenomenal musician, but started out more towards comedy because it was going to be an easier market to break through comedy than it was going to be to break through musician-wise. Um, you know, even though massively gifted and talented in everything that he does, you still have to pick your lane and, and shoot your shot in that lane to help move forward. Um, as you continue to, to build that lane and continue to, to grow forward, are you going to be sponsoring other gamers or are you really just going to be focusing on highlighting you as the gamer so you can highlight everything else in the, every other aspect of the entertainment industry? Uh, as my Twitch community builds and stuff like that, I would consider like sponsoring other gamers mm -hmm. making them part of like the mellow planet and you know i mean maybe even throwing my own tournaments more often down the line mm -hmm. so it's it's a very good idea especially if like i could find a group of gaming rappers and mm -hmm. you know I mean? <laughs> the guild off of that yeah that, now, now i have a, 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 a version of you doing a making the band but on twitch um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give them quests in the game to do. I need you to get me a cheesecake from mm. over there. <laughs> nah, that, that, that's real interesting and cool. Um, is that a little bit what we expect? I know you have this event coming up tomorrow, uh, your birthday brawl. Is a little gamer tournament kind of yeah. thing, one-on-one, -on -one, like money involved? Please tell a little audience about that. About that. So it's going to be a $200 prize pot. It's going to be four different games being played. Okay. Mortal Kombat, Multiverses, Smash Brothers, and Tekken. 
Three of those four games are probably whooping all y'all, and, and it's not going to be no <laughs> But I'm opening the doors to everybody. You know what I mean? I want to have an open competition, uh, bring people from Mass, New York, Connecticut, if I could. Um, I'm going to have food and drinks there. Cool. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to stream it on, on Twitch, too. So, um. Hopefully, Ajax comes through. He's a very popular commentator in the scene. Right. Uh, he started off with Brawlhalla, which is another platform fighting game. And now he's, like, popping in multiverses, and he's practically sponsored by WB. Mm. Uh, freaking, hopefully, he can come through and commentate for that, that the tournament that I do tomorrow. That'll be amazing. Um, otherwise, right. we're going to you know I mean, have a professional commentating setup. It's going to be, like, the, the coolest bracket you ever see. Uh, now fighting games are more your style yes fighting games are definitely more my style okay i like rpgs too like skyrim and like right. nerd games but fighting games are really where i get my stuff off. <laughs> <laughs> so not so not really much of the sports you're not that aggressive madden guy you're not that aggressive NBA 2K. 2K. 2K is practically gambling bro it is. It is. I agree with that. We can definitely agree on that. 2K is the gambling. 2K is evil. You see a lot of demons come out of people when it comes to NBA 2K for no apparent reason. Same thing as I feel about Madden 2. Um, I feel it's the same platform each and every time. They just get a little bit better with the graphics, and it's just all to sell you in and take your soul. But we can just go more into that. I don't want my audience to get too turned <laughs> off about what we're saying. <laughs> Nine people good. just clicked off. They're like, we <laughs> love sports games. Screw you guys. <laughs> but you're more of the competition fighting games. That's pretty cool. Any first person, or is there like a first person shooter? I do like first person shooters. Okay. I just don't personally think I'm that good at them. Right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Fighting That's games fair. are dominant. Like, I mean, most people are. <laughs> You want to know something? Prestige is actually pretty good as well. I know that he competes in a uh, local Smash Brothers tournament. I think he was just just did this one past Wednesday too, didn't you? Listen, let me <laughs> let, let, let me tell you about that tournament. I suck at that tournament. I have a lot of fun in those tournaments, but I incredibly, incredibly stink. <laughs> I, 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 I I am a humble loser. I am a humble loser. <laughs> um, what characters did I use? Yeah. Um, the characters that I use, um, I use Link, mm-hmm. I use I use Donkey Kong, and apparently I hate it. I use Kirby, and the people who don't know Kirby is Kirby is this guy who takes your powers and mm-hmm. uses your whole powers against the person. I think that's the best thing ever. But people get a little bit mad when I use Kirby, so that is the strategy I use. I'm more of the old school gamer. I love my Super Nintendo. I love my Sega Genesis. I love little old platform games like that. I live and I die by those games. Um, so mm-hmm. the the best Smash Brothers I love Daquan is the N sixty four model. I love that, mm-hmm. that like hands like old school one, like the old school GameCube games that they used to have for the Smash Brothers Melee. Those kind of games, those mm-hmm. um get me going. Those get my blood boiling. I just went to a major tournament like two yeah. weeks ago in Jersey, and they had Smash sixty four, Smash Melee, yeah. and Ultimate. So Smash 64 is absolutely crazy, bro. Like the, it is. the pro players in that game, mm-hmm. if they touch you once, you're dead. <laughs> like <laughs> there's no there's no back and forth. Like if they touch you once, you're dead. Yeah. Um back then, did you play a game called GoldenEye 64? I did. That was one of my okay. first games I ever played. Like wow. I had a stop that was like he had a Nintendo 64 back when nobody had uh-huh. And he was putting me on the golden eye. He was like, I was maybe three years old, and he was excited to show me how to play that game. And how, when I first was able to navigate a stage by myself, like everybody in the house congratulated. <laughs> <laughs> now, did yeah. you ever get to play with the golden gun? No, I had, I had no idea about it until I was Ooh. older. Oh, and I played like later 007 games. Yeah. It- if you if you ever get a chance to play, because every adult is a big kid in a way. If you ever get a chance, play with the golden gun, you'll be addicted for at least a good two, three hours. I swear yeah. to God. I swear yeah. to God. You will go around. It's kind of like when Mario takes that star and then goes crazy with all the enemies. That's mm. the exact same feeling you get with that golden gun when you got a golden eye. 
it's nice. that oh, really crazy. But mm-hmm. it's really fun. Back into it. Yeah, it's fun knowing all these different sides about you, just the video game side, the little entrepreneur side, and just, just everything just coming in your way. Um, what special stuff do you got going on in 2023 when it comes to Daquan? Uh, I've been secretly working on my own video game. All right. I really need cool. to build a team for it. So if I can get a team done by the end of this year, then yeah. I'll have the game out by next year. Oh, and it's going to really? be a simulator. Wow. It's not too complex. It doesn't take too much work. But it's going to be a very groundbreaking idea because it's something that no other VR games are doing. It's going to be a VR game. Virtual a virtual reality yeah, okay. game. Okay. Those so I, I've got the, the skeleton for it already. I just got to get a team to build around everything else. Mm-hmm. Those kind of scare me in a way as I talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven with my colleague EZ Blues is in the building. But that really scares me in where virtual reality because I remember one time I played with the whole zombie aspect. They had it on Facebook. My friend, my friend had a little, I forgot what that device is called, the white um Oculus. Oculus. I had the Oculus. Oculus and I was playing with the zombies. It felt like I was there. Yeah, That's the crazy so part. It felt like I was there, and it's just insane. Like you, like you hear and you feel just like the different sounds in like it, it's a crazy world to be in. But just for you with the whole virtual reality aspect, um, is it scary in a way? A it's bit? not scary. Yeah. The worst part is playing for too long and getting a little woozy, and getting sick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I kind of figured. But otherwise, it's fun. Like I love fighting zombies. I love getting some thrill out of it. Like. Make it more realistic for me. <laughs> and I love watching the fail videos that's on all social media when you watch people do that and like punch their TV or oh, the right. person standing next to them. That is, <laughs> or run into a wall because they got scared of the zombie. That mm-hmm. stuff is just entertainment to me for forever, ever. I love it to death. <laughs> what other independent artists, um, not just in Connecticut, but just um, across the board? Um, that you're just dying to work with because when it just comes to your mind you always seek for different stuff creatively doesn't even mm-hmm. have to be hip-hop uh so many it's this honestly it's only connecticut artists like i, I really that's fine that's great it's even better but um i would say sammy with a dollar sign is probably my most Mm-hmm. Uh, up there as far as people I want to work with especially because he's so exclusive like right. I, I met him at a, a studio party it was like they brung a and out had everybody play their music for the A&R right. and that was my first time meeting him um, and then after that I hit him up and was like yo bro we gotta work on a song together blah 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 he's like I don't work with people I don't know like after mm-hmm. we just literally met at first <laughs> but his music is great you know what I mean and even though he was like that i still want to find a way to get a song with him and hopefully he he just kind of changes his mindset and becomes more open with doing music with people but yeah i mean he's definitely on my my list of people i need to work with other than that you know what i mean you got like sholi uh i want to do more songs with was on key we haven't released anything that we've done but was on key is definitely like one of my favorites out here mm. um tell me a little bit about the producer aspect of Daquan, because I see you on Instagram live every now and then. You're always well. I don't really see it now, but just back then, I say probably let's take let's take the DeLorean back like about a year ago. I just saw an Instagram live just making beats off from scratch. I mean, I remember you like Mm -hmm. you just like we're just on randomly online. You were just making just different type of beats and just interacting with just whoever got on and just saying what would you want with this beat? And it was just felt like you were just part of the studio just with your fans um that was just an amazing great process to see just, just you going at it vibing relaxing in your own element in your own zen as i should say um just like making your own beats but just tell me more about the producer side are you gonna produce from any artists uh when it comes to even this month of december or any other so a little, on behind the scenes a little off topic but um mm-hmm. every tuesday there was a producer session for the mm-hmm. past maybe two three months Mm-hmm. And I would go on Twitch during the producer sessions and be making beats with all the artists there. It was happening in West Haven. And oh, um, wow. pretty much all the about it or artists would all come to West Haven and we was linking up and 
making beats together and I had my mic in the room so that people could just pick up the mic and cipher over to Twitch. And it was growing pretty well, mm-hmm. but I had the major tournament like two weeks ago and mm-hmm. I wanted to really focus on getting my gameplay better. So I took a break from producing. So it's literally been like three weeks since I touched a beat at all. Mm-hmm. But okay. I'm definitely going to be back into it. Um, every Tuesday we do a producer session. I'm probably going to be going to the one next week. I don't know if I'm going to go today, but right. it's going right. to be on Twitch and everybody can actually start seeing that again. Um, I don't go on Instagram Live because Instagram Live is just difficult to navigate and difficult to have people interact because if I want to do it from my computer, mm-hmm. I have to still have my phone open and I can't really control. Can't re- it's really hard to multitask. Yeah, it's stupid hard. So uh, Twitch has definitely have been the way to go. I just got to find a way to get everybody from my Instagram to Twitch. And we'll start back with the producing and doing music on, you know what I mean, the lives, like, ASAP. That that that's great to hear. We we got so much time left within the broadcast, but um, we always want to just end this little bit of time just for our guests for every show we have here on Behind the Brand. Um, what advice do you have for any prospective person, uh, one who wants to go into your path for entrepreneurship, and just please give any social media, any way to reach out to you, any way, even plug Namala papers again, go right ahead and talk a little bit more about your event tomorrow um, for the birthday bra. Go right ahead, boss. So my biggest advice would be to do what you love and stick to that. Don't do what you think is going to impress people. Don't do what you think is going to get you more clout than like no you know don't compete mm-hmm. just do what you do what you love because that is going to always result in the best uh best living experience for you you know what i mean you want to be down the line and be happy about the choices that you made you know what i mean you don't want to be stressing because nobody gave you the attention that you thought you deserved or you know what i mean just do what you love that's my biggest advice um you can find me on any social medias at Daquan. Uh, I've changed everything. Just Daquan. I have old music that's still under Ali the Man. You can still find that stuff, but everything that's new is going to be under Daquan. Um, you can go on Daquan.com to find my papers, my merch, uh, a bunch of music links, stuff like that. Uh, Namella Planet. Uh, if you search Namella Planet on Instagram, that's like the only page that exists on social media for that. I actually got to work on that. Um, and then as far as the event tomorrow, uh, come through. Please sign up for on Start GG so that we can start building the list and building the bracket for who's going to be playing. But it's going to be, like I said, four different games. going to be a lot of competition. going to be some professional players in there. going to be on Twitch with it, too. It's going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> and I'm posting everything from the Twitch stream onto cool. YouTube. It'll just give people more clout afterwards for gaming in general. Like you'll be on YouTube in a tournament. You know what I mean? And that's very important for gamers. If you know. That's what I'm talking about. Easy. Anything you wanna just bring out there before you No, nah, man. I just appreciate everything you do. Um and look forward to see what the next evolution is. Um definitely wanna link with you in the future as things continue to grow um and go and and you know, look forward to having you on in the next couple of months and, and continue to talk about your journey. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Daquan, appreciate you. And happy pre-birthday, brother. Thank oh, you. Yeah, happy pre-birthday. <laughs> it's on the 5th, by the way. It's on the 5th? Nice. Okay, yeah. happy oh, really, perfect. really, really early birthday then. Got <laughs> it. <laughs> on WNHHLP right. 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Raids, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. This has been Behind the Brand. Appreciate you, Daquan. Thank you. Rest in peace to the old me. You should be grateful just to know me. Hey, younger than you, but I'm still your OG. Hey, spend a hundred dollars when I go eat. Yeah, I'm still making money when I go to sleep. Hey, I wake up to that because my shit free. From the bottom, no hey, Turn my situation to a pot of gold hey, They would treat me different back when I was broke hey, They threw dirt all on my name, now watch me grow, grow. 